0: Hello, welcome to Positively Perfect, where we encourage all people
1: through a self-investigation, awareness, and acceptance to achieve their individual and most critical positive desires with your host, Akindele and Digibankole.
0: Let's get into the show. Uh, so today, our guest uh, <clears throat> for this episode is a music artist, songwriter, and producer with two self-produced albums out, that have been critically success, have, have been a critical success, as well as recent single played on indie radio all around the country. He is a Columbia University uh, graduate and has started a different business, started different businesses. Wow, I'm terrible at uh, reading. Uh, started different businesses, <laughs> um, including a recording studio uh, that he owns uh, with his independent label, uh, Angelian Records. Have I missed anything? I know another thing too. He is a African just like me, half African, uh, yeah. half half white. Um, Trademarked. <laughs> Malaku is our guest. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, so, in this episode, we are um, going into vulnerability. Now, uh, vulnerability is defined as. Uh, the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Uh, what we're talking about mostly for this show, I think, is going to be uh, that emotional side of it. Um, but uh, I want to I want to ask a quick question, uh, Malaku. What does vulnerability mean to you? Uh, well,
2: I mean, I think in the context that we're talking about today, it means the ability to be um sort of honest in a uh i'm trying to like not use the word vulnerable but like (laughs) to be honest in a way that is true to your emotions and that um sort of can elicit a response from someone else that is different than if you had not been in that space of being as open Um, but of course there's the like dual aspect just I mean I think all of reality has a dual aspect you know the yin yang um, Mm -hmm. life and death Uh, so with vulnerability there is that side of it it's it's like when you're sharing a deep emotion there is that possibility of the uh, the person that's hearing it to use it against you or something like that that can Mm -hmm. lead to some sort of hurt um, but I think that overall, I think how I, what I look at it as is, um, the ability to express yourself fully and express mm-hmm. your true self fully without fear of repercussions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you are a musician and you've been a musician for a long time. Um, how has sort of your music, um, how has your music changed as your vulnerability has like grown? Because you, you, I mean, I, I would imagine that in order to um, to speak more truthfully from the heart, like you would uh, need to be more vulnerable, right? Yeah. Um, so how does, how does uh, as you've kind of uh, progressed as an artist, how does that, how does the vulnerability, how's that, how's that shaped, how's it like formed?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that early on, I mean, I started doing music pretty much as soon as I could talk. I, could, I was singing and guitar when I was super, super young and just recording super young too. So um, music has always been there. And I think that before sort of the conditioning of the world, it's easier to even, write or record songs maybe that are more from the heart and are don't really have a filter. And so I can think about songs from my past, maybe when I was a teenager and things like that that there was a good deal of vulnerability in there, even though I wasn't aware at the time that that was what I was doing. But then I but then I can think of a time, you know, in college when I was um, trying to make it and sort of had that whole idea of like, well, let me be a songwriter and or uh, work with you know, some people in the industry or try to do this, or let me try to make a song that would be bought by a Justin Bieber or bought by and uh, Chris Brown or like a Britney Spears. And so like thinking in terms of formula and thinking in terms of all that. And I think I got to a certain point, like when I can think of like demos and stuff that I was doing, especially like in, in LA trying to, to make a product that fits into a certain preordained marketplace and I think that that created a lack of vulnerability in my music because I was basically like trying to use music to make it instead of music being the vessel through which like my heart and my uh, myself or my spirit can come through Um, but then after those experiences i kind of took what I learned in terms of the, the structure and the format and all that, and then reintroduce my vulnerability, um, as I went through like a spiritual awakening towards the end of college. And that, that really was when I fully decided to be a music artist. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's been a really long time that I've been, that I've known that I just basically just want to be a music artist, but then there's all of the conditioning and other stuff. I know, for whatever reason, this world is very, um, it makes it very challenging for artists. Um, mm-hmm. And the sort of the common idea is generally like that art doesn't make money or that it doesn't work out. And so I think that a lot mm-hmm. of artists have to push through the conditioning to get to the place where they actually feel like this is what I can do. And I'm still going through that journey. Um, and so even, even that is just, I guess, part of being vulnerable of just being like, well, you know, I'm not necessarily where I want to be or where I could be, but there's been this long journey of, um, yeah, vulnerability coming out through my music. And so for myself, for my own music, I'd, I'd say there's a good deal of vulnerability. But I'm also kind of curious of like, well, how much more vulnerable could I get? You know, um, what music in the what music in the future, or whatever I do, whether it's a podcast like this or like, you know, yeah. I'm, so I'm curious
0: about how that will develop as well. So you're thinking you're, uh, that question was sort of like, do you think that you can get more vulnerable or do you think that you've gotten to uh, a really, do you feel like you've, you've maxed out on the amount of vulnerability that you, you, you can achieve? I
2: mean, I don't think there's any way to know like what the max is in life because it's constantly surprising us. But I mean, I think that in terms of like my own, like major blocks with vulnerability, I feel like most of those I'm like, I'm not as, as afraid of being vulnerable, but it's like, there's so many things that I could think of even like, you know, like for an example, like, let's say I would like post something silly on social media and that would feel very vulnerable. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. even if it maybe would cause people to laugh or like to have some, some sense of enjoyment, I think it also would make me feel vulnerable. Like, well, you know, what will happen because of this? And so I think I still struggle with like, with, I think where it comes down to me is with is privacy. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm constantly, constantly negotiating, like my, recognition that vulnerability is really important and also my need for privacy and then also on, to be honest with you like just my respect for other other people because being overly vulnerable and like being imbalancely vulnerable basically makes you like the person that like just starts telling you your life story their life story the second they get on the bus like you don't even know them and they're so in their emotions and they're so vulnerable that it just like it's it becomes like an attack and so I think that even somebody's vulnerability can make another person feel vulnerable in a, in a different way. And so for sure. me, I think the mastery co- comes not necessarily from like maxing out on being vulnerable, but be- becoming very precise with vulnerability.
1: Sure. <clears throat> that's, that's very interesting, actually. Until you actually said the very last thing, I, um, I view vulnerability because, because of our journey that we are trying to take through this medium here. I take vulnerability to mean getting down to the core of who we are. But, but I really think that when we get down to the core of who we are, you know, not that we know what that the bottom is. We don't know where that bottom is to get to, but to get closer to that bottom of who we are. At that point, nothing needs to be said. At that point, one would be at peace, and one would—you uh, see what I mean? One would one, yeah, be, yeah. one would be in a state of complete of completion. So I think when one is vulnerable in the sense that you talked about it, like somebody just spills their guts on the bus, for example, that to me is the uh, is the vulnerability that is shaped and conditioned by culture and the society. So that person is only providing what they think the society needs to hear from them to feel validated. Mm -hmm. But if we are needing to to feel validated, that is not coming from our true self. I don't believe. I think when we are speaking and pouring ourselves out in a way to get attention from somebody else, I think that's coming from uh, not the the true essence of ourselves, but it's coming from the the result of false beliefs about about whatever, and then this persona that we create, that we carry, that we are are showing. Because clearly somebody who is spilling their guts in front of uh, a total stranger is trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to, uh, they're trying to to say, you know, I I am just as good as this other person, you know, so that that clearly they're speaking like they've heard some narcissist or something probably speak, you know, uh, that that is uh, that's supposed to be the socialite or the or the highlight or or the you know some somebody of them um, high standing in society. But I think all of that spillage, um, I don't think it's coming from the true self. So I, to me, I at least that if if I was to if I was to wish myself on positive vulnerability is when I totally I lay everything down completely, I get down to to my true self and I have no need to, to say anything. Uh, You know, know, in fact, I remember uh, you mentioned something about uh, once you got to a point where you didn't care, after you turned 30, you didn't care what people, you know, uh, thought about you or said about you. That to me is the goal when we get to our true essence, you know, when when we are vulnerable to the point where we don't care what anybody says, it doesn't matter, and I, I have nothing to prove to them either. So in that sense, I would not be spilling my guts to that person, to somebody else on the bus, for example, if you see what I mean. So I think vulnerability might have different stages. Maybe there's a negative negative aspect of vulnerability when somebody's just trying to keep up with the Joneses and they're trying to, to still hold on to this false persona that they're showing the world, as opposed to a positive vulnerability where you're just your own self. You have no need to prove to anybody. Anybody sees you, whatever they sees, what, what they get, that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I also feel like uh, there is, you know, the example of, of being on the bus is one second, in one, one instance, right? Where a person uh, tells a stranger something that potentially could be, should be private to uh, to someone that they don't know, um, and that maybe to elicit a response from that person, you know, in a, in a particular way. But I think that you know, um, and I don't know if I would classify that as being vulnerable, uh, only because uh, I feel like that, um, like being being vulnerable, probably has to do more with. Um, uh, Sort of releasing the the sort of uh, the sort of expectation, and or sort of releasing the. I'm trying to think of the word, but <clears throat> basically, you know, when we have uh, when we're going through the world, you know, we we um, have some sort of fear and um, shame around maybe saying something that will uh, disconnect us from other people and uh when we are being vulnerable we sort of remove that that shame and fear around saying those things because for the reason that it may just disconnect us if those things are actually the true something that's very true for ourselves so you know you know if you're around i don't know people like your friend and you know you really love classical music but everyone is bumping like you know. Uh, electronic or something right and but you feel the need to just go along with that that could be an example of you not really you know and you don't like it I mean if you liked it and that's one thing but if you really don't like it um, and you don't want to tell people that you don't like it because you are afraid that they're going to just dislike or like not like you because of that I feel like that would be uh, an example of like maybe showing somebody you're vulnerable like a bit of Uh, that vulnerability, you know, or other things, you know, let's say you're guarded emotionally and you can't really express your feelings uh, often to somebody else, you know, and then you're able to express your feelings more readily. I feel like that could be something like, you know, um, being vulnerable. So, um, so one of the, so as I was doing sort of research for this, um, for the show, I was uh, looking, this is a woman, uh, her name is Brune Brown, which is a researcher who studied human human connection. Um, and uh, one of the things that she said is the, cause she she studies like a, a wide mm-hmm. variety of people and, you know, she had like thousands of stories or whatever. And as she was like sifting through them, she started noticing that there's a couple of things that um, sort of separated like people who um, had a sort of strong sense of worthiness and belonging and those who uh, sort of struggle for it and wonder if they're like good enough. Um, and the people who had that strong sense of belonging, the the key difference between them and the other group is that uh, they just believed that they were worthy of love and belonging, and she said that was like the that was like the main the main aspect of that's like the main difference between the two people and um, some of the things that they did um, was you know having the courage to be imperfect um, and uh, being compassionate and being kind to themselves first uh, and then they had connections. Uh, as a result of their authenticity. So, you know, being, you know, saying the things that you uh, feel and then connecting with people based on those things. um, And they were sort of willing to let go of sort of what they thought they were supposed to be and who they were supposed to be um, to be the person that they actually were. Uh, And they sort of fully embrace that vulnerability and believe that what made them vulnerable, like made them beautiful in a way. Um and they actually talked about it as being necessary. So um you know would you would you think that uh being vulnerable is sort of being necessary? Is that something that you would say?
2: Uh meaning being vulnerable like, you... is that it is a necessary trait to have you mean? Yeah correct. Um, I think that if you want to develop relationships with others that have depth especially like emotional depth which is what i think leads to trust then it then you have to be vulnerable and i think especially in like close relationships like especially romantic relationships like a lack of vulnerability is probably one of the biggest problems um i mean because you know really lack of communication uh, is a huge a huge problem with relationships. I mean, and politics, and really everything, and a lot of that has to do with one of the parties not um, being vulnerable or feeling like they're vulnerable in a negative sense and need to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of conflict comes from um, you know people fe- literally feeling vulnerable, unsafe. Mm-hmm. You know, like ungrounded in danger and so then they'll put up walls emotional walls <laughs> that will then lead to um basically irrational decisions that aren't from because well not irrational but they could even be rational but they're not in from the heart mm-hmm. and then that that pretty much is what causes vast majority of interpersonal intrapersonal and really like uh worldwide conflict mm-hmm. um so yeah, I, mean, I think I, that vulnerability yeah. is like a huge tool for every individual. I think it can be really hard for people that aren't used to feeling their emotions or are more used to living from the mind. I think that true vulnerability can't, it can't come from the mind um, solely. It has to come from the body, the heart, the gut. It has to be sort of like a holistic um, embodied thing to really work um, mm-hmm. because you know, human beings, we we think that we communicate through uh, words, but really, you know, when the science says that it's the vast majority of it is body language, which is also connected, in my, my opinion, to the aura. Um, and, you know, Russian scientists have literally photographed
0: the aura. Sorry, you, you cut out for a second, I think.
1: Uh,
0: can you hear him?
1: No, I cannot hear him, but I hear you well. Um, Malaku, are you back on? Can you hear us? He said he can hear us, but uh, we we can't hear him. What about now? Yes, we hear you better now.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about now? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah, and you? Yeah, you were talking about uh, the Russian scientists. scientist that. Well, test. yeah,
2: they basically just like the idea that the aura isn't real like they photographed it and realize it is something that's real and um so what i would what i would think is that part of that uh whatever huge percentage that is body language is also the aura and just the energy that you know people say that you know that person has a bad vibe or that person has a good vibe it's (laughs) in my opinion that's just what their that's what their aura is basically um putting across and and i think that we can feel each other's vulnerabilities of our aura like you can feel when somebody is blocked up like with a partner you can feel when they've made themselves less vulnerable and then because mm-hmm. usually you'll react to that and you'll you'll be make yourself less vulnerable and that's usually when like fights happen mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: because if, if the person had said hey i was actually feeling really bad because my dad used to yell at me about that same thing and and like my and I was feeling you know hurt because of that and I still love you da, 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 and and you kind of you talk that way in a in a vulnerable way instead of just like why the fuck did you say that thing and then it's like BAM. <laughs> yeah right totally. so, because and that's I think uh, mainly just a lack of feeling safe to be vulnerable is like mm-hmm. well what would happen is if what would happen if I tell them about my trauma or tell them about my weakness because talking to someone about your trauma or your limitations is, can be perceived as weak. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't hear you. Can you hear me now?
0: Yes. Uh, Yes. I don't know what's going
2: on. Um, But, uh, oh, I was just saying, like, in, in the kind of dog eat dog world that we're born into, it's, not really taught like, hey, be vulnerable. It's like, be better, be stronger. And especially for men, it's feel less, emote less. And you know, <laughs> like you were saying, I think that there can be that thing where like once you get to the state of pure, pure vulnerability, there is nothing more to say. But I think for the vast majority of people, they need to say what they need to say. Um, especially they need to explain to other people where they're coming from. Because the vast majority of us are walking around with all these false assumptions. Of what other people are actually feeling or thinking,
0: <laughs> right? And
2: that can co- that causes a huge amount of problems.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's the reason why I really like what you said about uh, not caring what other people think, because I think that's really important. Because once we get to the point where I don't care what anybody thinks about me, at that yeah. point, then I don't have to say anything to that person. You know, uh, they can ask me a question, I can give you half answer and walk away. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me, you know, like, uh, I, I do whatever I want. I, it does, I don't care. But, but again, I see the other part of, or, that you talked about is that about if the desire is to connect with people, if the desire is to be part of, then we clearly want to make sure that we actually uh, being open in a way that provides truth, you know, uh, and, and not um, half answer, simply because we don't care what people think that we still, we still care. is just, uh, we're just being more honest about, about who we are, without needing to, uh, to to go to diatribes, you know, whatever. You
0: know. Um, I don't know what diatribes mean.
1: But, you know, just ramping, rambling on and throwing mm. all, like, crap out into the world, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, but again, um, I think part of the reason why, me personally, I think we, 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 we hurt and we have emotional scars uh, because um, you know somebody's either taking advantage of us, of our vulnerability, you know, either when we were young or at some point even emotionally, you know, uh, they taking taken advantage of it and then we, we, we you know we, we don't open up anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and then it becomes difficult. But I think if somehow we can overcome those abuses, you know whatever those are, because mm-hmm. we need we need to go beneath all of those and shed them so that we can get to our true self. That way, then we're, we're truly free. Because I think uh, vulnerability, uh, just to protect us, is not necessarily freedom. It just keeps yeah. us safe. But not free, you know, I, I, I may not be clear or, or about what I'm talking about, but, but anyway, I think, to me, it seems like uh, when we are truly, you know, vulnerable uh, in, 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 in real, you know, to its essence, I think um, we are free, not safe.
0: Right. Safe, safe in the in the terms in terms of like uh, you could be open to attack because of yeah, or emotional you. attack,
1: emotional right, emotions.
0: sure. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um I think another thing too that's kind of interesting is that I think that you know a lot of times you know for people who don't aren't necessarily connected with their emotional as the emotional side of themselves, um, oftentimes when the vulnerability sort of uh, just creeps up. Like somebody says something that you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to get in this, involved in this. Uh, you start, you start to kind of numb those emotions. Um, but uh, when when you numb like those negative emotions, you can't really be selective about your numbing, and you just numb everything. So I think that like <clears throat> we're numbing also joy, you know, uh, gratitude, happiness, those types of things as well. Um, and then I think that uh, one thing that uh, this person I was looking up the um, person was saying uh, is that uh, once we've sort of numbed those things, then it kind of become begins a cycle where we sort of feel miserable and we sort of look for purpose and the meaning, and then we sort of feel vulnerable because we're looking for that purpose and meaning in life, and then we try to numb that vulnerability again. And so it's sort of like this cycle that kind of keeps happening over and over again. Um, <clears throat> but I, I have a question. So, um, from from where you are now, right? If somebody if somebody is you know very very closed off and very um, you know um, not sort of uh, open themselves up to the idea of being vulnerable. What would you say to the, a person like that, in order to start to start the ball rolling in that direction? What would you say to a person like that?
2: Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess I would say that. there really isn't anything to be afraid of, but I'm not really sure. I think I would, I would need to know what the context is a little bit more of that individual, because I think that everyone's, everyone's afraid to be vulnerable for a different reason um, and a different sort of set of subconscious, conscious beliefs, whether it's this life or other lives of memories and ideas about the world. And so I think the, the, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know if I have like any advice because I'm still learning. Um, But I guess just to start and to not be overly afraid since there isn't really, I mean, I suppose if you're overly vulnerable, you can lose relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it would just be sort of like maybe meditating on, on that of like, well, what does it mean about this relationship? Maybe if me being vulnerable about this would would cause it some harm. But to be honest with you, I don't know because I'm still kind of negotiating this myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. I have a follow up question then. So, in terms of uh, being vulnerable, vo- because you said something that was kind of interesting, uh, you, being vulnerable might, uh, if you be too vulnerable, you might lose relationships. Yeah, I think um, so. Oh, do you mind elaborating a little bit?
2: Okay, so, like, for example, let's say that uh, your mother, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> Were you looking for your mother or something?
2: Yeah. No, let's say that, like, you, let's say someone's mother, um, uh, you know, treated a child wrong, and the child felt wrong by that, but the mother sort of had the personality of not really wanting to hear things like that. Mm-hmm. And if that child were to confront that particular mother and say, you did this and you did this, or or like I like the reason that that I am feeling this way is because of the, how you treated me in the past. Mm-hmm. And that feeling like, hey, I'm being vulnerable, if that other person is very closed off or like in their ego or whatever, whatever the mm-hmm. example is, that mm-hmm. can cause them to have a reaction that can, if they're t- if they're the more closed off they are, the bigger the reaction. Can be so like i think that the reason a lot of people are afraid of being vulnerable is because well what if someone else like rejects me mm-hmm. um or like is angry with what i've said especially if it has to do with something that triggers them whether it's about them or not so, right. so do you sort of see what i'm saying
0: yeah no totally and it's, it's interesting because i i feel like in the past i would say a few months i've i've been trying to i've i feel like i've been doing that a little bit more in my life with the people around me <clears throat> um, and, you know, kind of borrowing from what you said a little bit earlier, I think that there is on some level, right, if, if let's say I was to say something to you about, hey, you know, that, that one time that you did this thing to me, it really hurt my feelings because of X, Y, and Z. Um, I feel like you probably wouldn't be like, well, screw you, buddy, <laughs> I'm leaving. You know, so I think that, uh, with relationships and obviously, you know, if it's your, if it's a relative or something like that, right? Like it's, um, it's a little bit more difficult to sort sort of come to terms with the person who you sort of are, are close proximity with, uh, and, and have like a sort of like family, family ties with if they, if they have, if they react in that way to you. But I feel like if all of the relationships you have in your life are uh, have been born out of you being vulnerable and them still accepting you i think your life would be a lot better
1: yeah
2: and i'm i'm definitely experiencing that in my own life like the more yeah. vulnerable i get the more the people that are willing to accept who i am at a, at a core level or have my yeah. core values are more present and the people that have less of those core values sort of have to cancel themselves out Mm -hmm. because the boundaries just get more and more clear so there is so it's like you know that the path of vulnerability i think goes along with boundaries because as you become more vulnerable you recognize that the lack of vulnerability in others or like whatever their ego is doing and then so it's Mm -hmm. no longer like a vibrational match and so they i've just noticed that they kind of just like cancel out like i don't even really need to be like oh, this is what you did wrong, blah, 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 it just kind of, kind of disappeared.
0: Mm-hmm. Or,
2: they, or they kind of transmute themselves in a way that no longer affects me. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I, and, and to be honest with you, Deji, I have experienced many, many times in my life personally where being very vulnerable has mm. caused the end of a relationship or the type of relationship mm. because yeah. it, clara- it clarified something that wasn't clear before where someone nice. will because usually someone will admit something if you're very vulnerable you go like oh i'm really what what happened with this thing then they'll say something that might make i've had an experience of even that making me go oh i don't i no longer want to even be this person's friend or whatever because no, of see, what yeah. they admitted after me being being vulnerable so it, i think it can go both ways but right. i think that being vulnerable is very it's, it's a very good thing in the sense of what you're saying, like with people that are w- willing to accept who you are, it can mm-hmm. cause deeper and greater relationships. But I think with people right. that are the wrong match, I think vulnerability is almost like a, a shield in a way. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that that's another double double meaning of this is like, we're, we keep thinking that being vulnerable will make us more vulnerable to attack, but maybe mm-hmm. in an alchemical roundabout way, it actually makes you less because it, it takes out all those people that would want to attack you for being vulnerable in the first place.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, I, I, I am appreciating the unfolding of this conversation because I think we're exploring this is what it is. And I can see, and I, 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 I take it that you both can see how things are shifting in your own minds as well. You know, because I, because I think also that vulnerability maybe be uh, depending on the goal. If the goal of the vulnerability is, uh, to trend, uh, to trend um, it's towards other people. In other words, we're trying to please them, you know, uh, then we'll behave in a certain way. But that means that we're out of the equation, and that means that we're suffering. So for example, if you if we if we're trying to protect ourselves by not being truly vulnerable about who we are, but we are just kind of have a surface level vulnerability. They'll keep us as friends, but we'll, we'll remain miserable because we know that their, our values don't match. You know, it's like, okay, some, that person, you know, if I, if I was to be my true self, I would not be a friend with that person. But because I'm not being my true self, I pretend I'm their friend. Mm-hmm. So I think, in, in essence, we're still suffering by not being true, truly vulnerable based on who we truly are. So mm-hmm. I think there's a problem there. I think if the goal is to connect, there's a, t- there's a different type of vulnerability that we need to have, you know? So it could be a business vulnerability, for example. You know, I do not need to talk about my personal life, but I can talk about my business, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but if the goal is to reach down to myself so that anybody that comes to me in this context, they're seeing who I am, then in that case, they'll see me at my happiest. They see me at, at you know at 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 my the the highest peace I can achieve. You know. So I think it depends on what we're what we're shooting for. For for a surface level relationship, you know, we're just trying to please that other person. We say what we think they want to hear. So mm-hmm. we're not being truthfully honest, you know, or I, being I, vulnerable. You know what I
0: mean? I, you know what I would actually I would actually say that um, it probably is best to be vulnerable all the time. Inter- and, and not necessarily like, because what are you gonna say? You know, um, when I was a kid, you know, I got, I got bitch slapped by my, you know, younger brother every day for, you know, 12 years. And that changed me. Like, I wouldn't be saying that, right? That it's not necessarily, but I think that like, you, being vulnerable, I think maybe has to do with being like, uh, uh, being aligned like, you know, not saying or doing things that are sort of misaligned with like your actual feelings, you know, um, and I think that uh, on some level is probably, um, you're, you're not necessarily, you know, catering to other people, right, you know, in, in terms of like, w- trying to say what they want to hear, um, you're sort of always, you're always being truthful to sort of how you uh, feel and how you, How you like who you truly are as as a person, you know. So I almost think that like you would always be vulnerable in 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 the sort of this, you know. Obviously not um, like I said before, like you know you're 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 telling people things about your past. Um, I think that if something does bother you, you can sort of say it immediately because the things that are are that make you feel uncomfortable. And the things that sort of make you uh, feel as though you're kind of exposed to the world um, will probably strengthen relationships and uh, that sort of sense of uh, connection just all the time, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, I feel like even in, in business or whatever, right? Like if you, you're you doing something in business, like you can still be that sort of vulnerable, be, be in that vulnerable state um, while, mm. while still... Um, you know maintaining uh like you're not you're not like a, I feel like you can still be in that vulnerable still state while still being like professional like you can still say you know hey you know uh, i don't i don't believe this deal is um i don't believe this deal has sort of taken into account all the work that i've done in the past and that could be something that's like a vulnerable statement that you're saying um and that's sort of true. It's a true statement that you're feeling, you know. And I think that, I think sometimes being true, in in these in these scenarios, um, I don't know. I, I think that you know there there's you know some 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 people would say that like if you are always vulnerable, then you could be taken advantage of in certain certain areas or whatever, right? Like in that deal situation, like someone could be like, oh well, you know, like you seem like you're uh, you're like you're weak or something you know like i'm gonna try to i'm gonna take my business elsewhere to a person who's like stronger i i I think i guess maybe that that could be that could be a a possibility but i think a lot of these things the the reason we're not vulnerable is because we believe i think uh malaki said this before but we believe that an outcome is going to happen That. And we're trying to predict that outcome, which it may not even happen. You know, it, it's something that, you know, could happen, but it's not like set in stone. It's not guaranteed. We're just, we're, we're sort of projecting what we believe is going to happen. And that's why we're afraid to make those, take those risks and, and be vulnerable in those situations when we probably could. And we'd be happier because we did. This is what I'm thinking.
1: So. Maybe, maybe, you guys, maybe you guys can uh, help me clarify this because it sounds to me as I'm, as I'm listening to you guys and I'm thinking in my head that perhaps that, you know, I, I'm just going to divide it into three main ways to be vulnerable, that we're vulnerable on the surface, for example, small talk, <laughs> you know, sophistry, you know, we're just kind of, you know, finacious stuff that we're just, you know, just niceties or stuff. And then there's also a maybe um, a more business type of vulnerability where you know, it could actually be, for example, maybe in a therapist situation where we're talking about the difficulty that we've had in our lives. We're being mostly honest, but we're not necessarily seeking that true self. We're just trying to solve some problem that we've had in the past, right? Uh, you know, it could also be a business relationship, so like that connection type of vulnerability. But I, the, but I think then the more authentic vulnerability, you, you know, uh, where we, it's, it's about the essence of who I am. This is me, you know, type thing, you know, uh, take it or leave it, type thing. So I, 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 it seems to me like there, there are these different types of vulnerabilities, and, and I'm not quite sure what you, what you guys think about that. Maluku, maybe you have some thoughts about um you know those three types of vulnerabilities and how how they become more authentic the closer they get to who we truly really are
2: yeah i mean i think that what you're talking about reminds me just of the idea of like the the super or like basically the subconscious mind mm-hmm. the conscious so be, the conscious mind and basically like the super mind so basically the idea that like the small talk one would be kind of like the conscious mind like what you were aware of and then the subconscious is like that traumatic stuff that in therapy would come up where it's like you have to sort of dig to find it. And then the super self would be like the transcended self that's already healed the trauma basically. And it's like in a higher dimensional or like higher consciousness state, which I, in my opinion, the one thing that I haven't really brought up yet is that in my opinion, the uh, true self or whatever we want to call that is basically just the inner child or the child self that isn't obstructed by conditioning because i think we basically all are blueprints and we're all sort of these unique beings that we are who we are from basically day one and the since we're in the matrix or whatever you want to call it uh it kind of conditions it out of us and so we become something that we're not and so that's why so many of us are trying to get back to our true self but i don't think it's as complicated necessarily as many of us make it it's I think it's literally just like getting back into the temple of the body mm-hmm. and like figuring out how to get to the center of yourself and find the basically the playfulness again in life, because no matter what you're doing, well, even if it's business, it's like, if you don't have any playfulness, it's like, I remember when I went on Virgin um, America, it's like <laughs> the reason that I thought it was the best plane flight was because it was playful it was there was mm-hmm. a fun song it was like the lighting was cool you know like people seemed a little bit happy there was fun names you know even like mcdonald's is the biggest food chain but if it, if it wasn't like fun or like kids didn't like it there's just no way um and so you know kids can even like scary things like they like you know scary stories or whatever like it's not that it all has to be like sunshine or whatever but i'm just saying that like it, or kids can also you know take apart machines and try to figure out how to build them. It's just every, what, I guess what I'm saying is that the schooling system, I think fundamentally has a flaw in that it tries to create uh, basically workers that will, <laughs> that will fit into this industrial clock, clock in, nice. clock out nine to five system and, or like work, right and work and work and work in order to create safety right but but like on a fundamental level the safety that you're trying to find through work is really just the safety that you have to find within and basically just probably the safety that you felt before the world scared you out of being yourself (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. i like that i I like that concept okay although i i do agree i think it's fundamentally simple. Because we came into this world simple, yeah, you know, and and it got complicated and convoluted and and contaminated by all the you know the surroundings and all the whatever it is of the schmuts from all the adults in our lives and the culture and society. But but I also think the journey back to the self is the is a problem is to share it one at a time, you know, all the different, uh, we, we talked in the past about false beliefs that, that keeps feeding this monster of this persona that we, that we created over time, that we keep carrying with us. And to how do we share all that in little bits, you know? Um, and while we're working on that through therapy, for example, that we're also working on the little things that we actually like to do, that we're discovering that, that we say, oh yeah, that's a part of me you know, as we go towards that self, towards that journey. Yeah. But it's, because it took a long time to get here. It'll take a long time to get back down to our, yeah. to our true essence, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think that even, like, doing what you like to do is vulnerable for a lot of people,
1: yeah. especially,
2: especially sharing it. It's like, I will, you know, for myself too, it's like, when I'm sharing a song, it's like such a vulnerable experience. It feels like putting my own baby out into the world to be, yeah. like, scrutinized by by angry strangers like it's like
0: (laughs) it's
1: although although i have to say it's interesting to me because when i'm on stage singing that is my that is the best feeling i can ever have yeah 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 and, and because especially with singing as opposed to speaking or having some debate for example where with singing i don't have There's nothing coming back to me. Nobody, nobody says, you know, Hey, you know, uh, let me, let me tell you how you sang that note. Because once I sing the note, it just goes out into the ether and I'm singing the next one after that. And, and, you know, by the, before you even say something about the note I just sang, I'm already two or 10 notes away from you. Yeah. So for me, for me, it, it doesn't matter. I just, I just do it. And so, but but I but I agree with you about about uh, the feeling of exposure because I think there's so, there's nothing that's more raw than a singer spilling that emotional sound out from their body into yeah. the ether. Yeah, I think it's it's like you're really like exposing your emotion because if if your voice shakes or or you know vibrates in a certain way people can tell oh my god there's fear there or there's confidence there yeah that we're relieved we're revealing everything right there
2: yeah i mean for me yeah the stage thing i I felt definitely a lot of that feeling of like it being great and then also the feeling very vulnerable especially if, if you're if i don't feel fully confident or like fully like worthy or whatever um but i think the the bigger vulnerability is actually like for me it's like a product like when i've actually like finished an album or finished a song it's like is it good enough and that that question if i if it goes out to people and it's like i'm still like oh
0: um Mm -hmm. especially
2: (laughs) if i get a review review, positive or something like that it can be really challenging Mm -hmm. um it can be really scary to to get to get feedback or even to not get feedback Mm -hmm. because it's like this is something that i've this is like if it, it I think the more meaning you place on something the more hard it is in terms of vulnerability to know what's going to happen with it but if you can be more detached so it's like I, I think that's another part of this This balancing act is like what during the vulnerability you're also kind of detached so it's like you're like being totally vulnerable and being precise like Deja you were saying you know we, if you're at a business meeting you maybe don't want to talk about like the trauma from your past he's like maybe you just want to talk about how why you don't like the business deal that mm-hmm. is a that's a precision thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so yeah i forget where i was going with that but I yeah think you're there's... talking about
0: how the um uh, putting stuff out and you know you've got to do oh yeah. Between the,
2: yeah yeah well it's just um yeah i think it's it just a lot of people i think are afraid of even starting a creative project mm-hmm. because well what will people think you know yeah and I think that 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 stops a lot of things in their tracks. Total. I, I, I definitely I, have I, that.
0: Go ahead. go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say I have. No, um... I was gonna. I...
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Okay, uh, I I started uh, when I was. I mean, I, I feel like I've done a lot of like projects where uh, I I don't ever finish them, or I I start them and that I stop. Um, I feel like, I, you know, I've done a few, um, like I did that, like uh, like a sketch comedy show and I was doing it for a while and some of the episode like now I won't show that to anybody because when I look back at it, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if that was quite right. <laughs> and so, and that also, that things like that also help um, shape my putting things out now because I'm like well you know I don't want it to be like that because you know and, and like you said before like when someone get you know you can like I remember getting feedback from somebody you know this is like years after I did it and I was like yeah she was like oh can you can I be honest and I was like yeah just tell me whatever you know and she was like yeah I think it wasn't very good and blah 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 and I was like oh <laughs> and so like <laughs> and I was like maybe I didn't really want to hear that, you know? Cause I, after that, I was like thinking about it constantly. I'm like, damn, well, I guess I, I shouldn't have even, I mean, like, thank God I'm not doing that anymore because like, I'm fairly not good at it. So um, I can totally see that that um, the past traumas of, of putting things out there and then them being perceived as not being good, um, uh, sort of, uh, it's sort of rehashed Every time you yeah, even, but, even think yeah, of something
2: else. Yeah. Totally. And I, But I think it completely depends on what your bias is in your brain. Because like usually it's like, you'll hear that one person saying the negative thing and that'll be the thing that repeats over and over again. But you don't hear the 10 people that said something that was positive.
0: That's right. Totally. Yeah. So
2: it's like, I think it ultimately comes back to the self because it's like, well, I, I just keep asking myself, like, okay, do I love myself in this moment? Do I accept myself? Am mm-hmm. I like if my true self or like am i connected to my child self you know so just constantly checking in with that is i think what helps to differentiate between just like those sabotaging things of like well, well i got one review and that means that i'm i should just one bad review i should just stop doing this meanwhile it's like there's five good five ten good reviews so it's like yeah. i think that that's just how it goes and i also just think that since everybody has an inner creative that means that and since most people aren't doing what they love, that means most people have a blocked inner creative. And so if you are unblocking your inner creative, it's going to trigger their own feeling of, I haven't unblocked my creative. And so I think that is what, <laughs> that's what causes a lot of people to sit. Mm. Like I've had people say crazy things to me where I'm just like, no. that is so mean. but In the, in the context <laughs> of, of like them thinking that they're helping me. Yeah. And the gist being basically like you should give up or you should stop doing this. But yeah. but that is discounting the way more that have said this is what you this is what you're supposed to do and the, all those positive things. So um, right. I guess I just I just question that now. Like how, like especially people that are in the industry. It could be like if you take an industry seriously. It's like someone that's in the industry says something. I think that can be you take it bigger than like if you're a, an artist or creator, you take it bigger than what a fan says. Yeah, totally. But. They're still just a person, and it's if it's art, it's still subjective. And so I think that's the difference between like art and you know uh, something that's less subjective. Even though everything I'm thinking about is still subjective, law is subjective, medicine is subjective. Um, so I mean the, even math even is somewhat subjective. Science is subjective with theories. So I think that everything has a certain amount of subjectivity. But I think that since art is so right brain. And so just like, boom, like, I don't know. It, 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 For me, at least, most art happens by accident. Most of the songs I write just kind of happen. The videos, when I'm editing them, they just kind of, it just works somehow. I'm like, all right, I don't know how that happened. Like mm-hmm. the best jokes that I've ever come up with are just, they just happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, but that's, that's just how I'm built is to be in that in that flow. But um, it's so easy, I think, to, to block that um, if we haven't, you know, healed and sort of recombined our different selves, the conscious, the subconscious, and the superconscious, because the only way to like tap into the full dynamism or like full potential, I think is to get a hold of all those, because otherwise one, one or the other is going to be running you without mm-hmm. integration with the others. Mm-hmm. If anything, I guess I would want like the super mind to be running me i mean i guess that's the that's the goal <laughs> but but uh i think that the supermind is generally saying hey you need to heal this or like you need to you know like stop repeating this behavior or whatever so okay. they all have yeah. they all kind of have to work together it's like a manager
1: yeah it's interesting too i think um i think a lot of times when we uh, when we are when we are overly concerned about what the negative that we hear about what we're doing and we don't take it as a teaching moment, it can be very costly. You know, because sometimes when we hear the negative, it may make us even double down on what we're doing. You know, because we now say, okay, I'm I'm hanging on because they want to take it from me. You know, as opposed to saying, you know what, maybe there's some truth in what they're saying. What, what, What did you say again? What's going on? You know, because remember for that person, their interaction with my activity or my or my work or my project is only from that one little window that they were standing in. So to them, that's 100% from their point of view. Mm-hmm. But from, from the point of view of the entire project, maybe they're, they're only scratching the surface. They're only seeing a little bit, but what they saw might have seemed negative to them. So when they say negative, just like you said, there are 10, 20, 100 other positive things that they didn't see. However, Mm -hmm. that little snippet that they saw, to them, it's 100% and it's true. The Mm -hmm. key is how we interact with that, engage with it, so that, you know, is it something that could be helpful that they're saying to us that can actually make our project better? And I say this, for example, like last year, I started making some board game, you know, but when we all got together as a family and everybody started chiming in to the game, the game really got good. I had, I had the master plan for that game, you know, but I was hanging in, but when Deji, you know, was actually Eli, everybody started asking questions about, no, what about this? What about that? the game really got good. And I realized that although I may have the original vision for creative, but I needed collaboration with people who would be either listening to it, uh, using the game, listen to the music or whatever. There's some collaboration that I still, that can be useful to me. Not all collaborations will be useful. Some may be just totally negative, but there are some that, that really, asking good questions about the usage of that particular creative to say, you know, how do we engage with this? You know, and Mm -hmm. it gives me, oh wow, I can see that. And it it got good. And I think I I had the same with the business as well. You know, that the business got good once we paid attention more to what the customers were actually telling us. Mm -hmm. And it really transformed the business. So again, I just wanted to kind of just echo some of what you were saying. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, th- I mean, I think that's true. I mean, even like the the most negative feedback I've ever gotten, after it's it after the initial sting or like whatever journey, I had to check in with myself. Like, is my project good enough? Um, you know, like what can I improve? And I and I think that the most negative stuff a lot of times, after I've meditated on it, there. Sometimes there is something true about it that make that forces me to get get better, and I think that that's also part of the journey. Is like if you can right. see it as like, oh, th- this is actually a good thing because it's going to make me practice harder or or get more creative
0: or like think through things. So um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we're uh, we're uh, running out of time here. So um, do you guys have any final thoughts on all this, Malak? You want to go first?
2: Um. Yeah, I I think just as the final thought, just that vulnerability is like, I just think a huge piece in Mm -hmm. healing the collective uh, consciousness, the collective bonds, collective humanity. It's like, we're all trying to protect ourselves on so many different levels that we end up saying things that we don't actually mean or not speaking from our, Mm. our authentic self. And I think that that causes so many problems in relationships. And I think even just like a 10% increase of vulnerability would cause massive ripple effects. And, you know, each, each person, how they relate to each other person causes that ripple effect. And the more vulnerable that we can be, I think the more that we can teach other people to be vulnerable because, you know, we're all monkeys, monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> and so it's like, Oh, that worked for him. And I think that especially if like people can see like, Oh, being vulnerable will get me more dates. Which, by the way, being vulnerable does get you way more dates. That's just true. I if agree. You, no, it's just true. I agree I with think, that. Yeah. And if it, I think if it makes you more money and more dates or better relationships, then it's like a, it's a total win-win. Um,
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. Totally. Nice. Dad, you want to go next? Oh, no, I know. I, I, I concur with uh, with Malacro here. So, you know, just in the, in the interest of time, you know, yeah. yield it to you. Um,
0: okay. Uh, and, uh, so I would say that, um, for me, I would say, uh, my final thought <clears throat> is that, um, definitely the, you know, the, the increasing in the vulnerability, um, and your daily life is, uh, is going to be pretty helpful for you, I think in the long term, in the long run. Um, uh, but I would also say that, um, sort of understanding, I mean, really this, the, the journey is like, is to go within, you know, and figuring out what is, uh, vulnerable for you, you know, uh, pushing your boundaries a little bit in terms of like, does this make me feel uncomfortable? Uh, maybe I should lean into it a little bit more um uh, going in in that direction as opposed to um sort of pulling back and pulling away which is sometimes what i do i pull back and pull away you know instead of leading in so that would be my final thought um so uh there's no questions from the audience but um we do this every single uh every single episode um so what is one thing from this episode that you're grateful for you want to go first milaku
2: Um, Yeah, I'm I'm grateful for the conversation, getting to talk to you guys. You know, Deji, uh, we've been friends for a long time. Actually, I've known both of you quite a long time. So um, it's good to be able to delve into such an interesting topic. And I think one that's really relevant for the times. We need solutions for the division that's going on. And we need ways to learn how to to understand each other. Um, And I think that vulnerability is a key piece. So I think it's a good discussion.
0: Um, I'm grateful for it. Ted, you want to
1: go next? Yeah, you know, um, since we started these uh, 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 shows, I'm truly, I'm truly blessed to just have you guys, young people, really standing up, you know, and, and figuring out, you know, how we're going to move forward, and knowing that uh, it's it's beyond um, uh, guns and wars and so on. That we there there are more ways to do this. You know, aside from from just fighting and uh, having conflicts with one another. Um, so I, I really am grateful for you guys really taking the lead and having conversations like this and allowing people, somebody like me, you know, a totally different generation to be a part of this conversation with you guys. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for um, uh vulnerability itself and uh and how sometimes you know we have to we push past a little bit um especially in this conversation you know um expressing your ideas can sometimes be a little bit vulnerable you know maybe not as vulnerable as you know i don't know telling people i don't even know what but um i think sometimes expressing your ideas um and saying them out loud and saying them more sort of like setting them in stone um It could be a little bit vulnerable and I'm glad that uh, I feel like everyone was comfortable enough to just say the things that they felt, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and without having to hold back or anything like that. So I'm grateful for that. Hey, thanks so much for tuning
1: into our show. We really appreciate you hanging out with us. I don't know if you know this or not. What's that? We do a live show every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Really? And if they want to get in on that action, maybe ask a question or something, Mm -hmm. they should make it onto our website at Uh, PositivelyPerfect.com for more information.
0: okay. You know what else they can do on the website? What else? They can watch the videos of our shows. Oh, that's good. That's right. If they wanted to put a face to the voice, we'll make it really easy for them, you know?
1: And if they want to follow us on socials, we've got them as well. We've got Facebook and Instagram at Mm -hmm. Positively Perfect.
0: Don't forget about Twitter at the Positively. Yes. Uh, You know, I think that might be it for our socials. Anyways, thank you guys so much. See you next time. Bye.